Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are really happy that you have chosen to take some time to spend with us. Dr. Virginia, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, Dr. Val? I'm hanging in there. (laughs) So Kids Matter, the Kids Matter Conference in Murfreesboro, Tennessee was a couple of weeks ago. And tell us about it. How did it go? It was great. So this was this was my first time ever going to Kids Matter. Um, so this is my introduction to it. Um, and then, yeah, and then we also had a breakout. Um, so that was awesome. So it it was great. I um, loved it. I loved it. Was neat getting to meet people. Some some unexpected people as well. I mean, getting to meet people who have written books that I love or just created just different resources that are really great. And getting to like meet them. Um, was super awesome. And then the breakouts I went to were great. Um, The breakout, you know, the breakout for us was great. Just getting excited, just being excited to teach a breakout and be a part of that. Um, I met three people who listened to our podcast, which was really exciting. So So made my day. Um, Yeah. So, and it was just a great time of encouragement and just sort of being poured into um, getting resources and, and it was just great. So I'm so glad I was heartbroken. Mm. I did not get to attend kids matter Um, in a traditional sense. I actually did get the, um, the, the pass to be able to watch the keynotes online and I'll be able to, I'll be receiving fairly soon, like all the audio from the breakouts. So I'll be able to, to still listen to the conferences that I have planned to attend, but I woke up on Sunday morning sick and Mm -hmm. uh, went to the doctor on Monday. And so I was not able to attend Mm -hmm. and it just broke my heart because not only Mm -hmm. one was I looking forward because I have been to kids matter before Mm -hmm. and I do love that conference and I enjoy it so much. And I enjoy, you know, you guys have heard us say over and over for the last few weeks, how much we love conferences and how much we like networking with people and meeting people. And I just am just one of my happy places is, is being in a conference room, you know, Mm -hmm. leading the conference with a group of, of leaders that are anxious to hear and to learn. And, and so I was just, so disappointed, but I also, I was, was too sick to be there and I didn't want to make anyone else sick. And so it was just best for me to stay home, but it was definitely just, it was very disappointing. I know. And I missed you being there. And I was like, Oh, I know you're so heartbroken. So we had so many plans, you know, we had so many things we wanted to do because we so rarely get to be together in person. And we were hoping to do some Instagram live things. And we just, we had (laughs) so many things planned for you all that we wanted to do. Um, We had even talked about like recording an episode together while we were up there. So we were together. Mm -hmm. So uh, there, you know, uh, 
being sick just really messed with all of our plans. But, um, but you know what? God is sovereign and God is faithful. And, um, and sometimes we just have to put all of our faith and our trust in, in, in his plan for us. And it was just not meant for me to be there this time. I know it's hard though, but, but it does kind of lead into our topic for today about seasons of waiting (laughs) and transition seasons. Um, and just having to, in, in our perspective, feel like we are waiting for God to do something or waiting for an answer or waiting for the next thing. Right. Um, and just how we can still use those seasons well. Right. Well, and I think that that's been the overarching lesson that I have been learning in my life for the last mm-hmm. several years. Um, you know, you guys have heard me say this a lot, that that I was not expecting to move to the city where we moved. I wasn't expecting to not being able to serve at a church right now, which I, I've not been able to do. Um, because of you know family responsibilities and for health reasons and different things. And so, you know, I fully did not expect life to look like it is mm-hmm. looking right now. And right. then also just to have, you know, things happen like where I was so excited about the conference and, and really planning on, you know, wanting to serve where God has me to serve and, and wanting mm-hmm. to do what he's called me to do. And then suddenly feel like that God closed the door so very definitively Hmm. that no, you know, you're, you're not going to be at Kids Matter this week. You're not going to be able to do this. And so it's sort of that, that time when you mentioned uh, this topic, when we were Hmm. talking about what our next um, topic was going to be, I, you know, I thought to myself at first, wow, this one's hitting really close to home because this is is super personal right now for what I'm walking through this season of waiting to see what God has um, for me and for my ministry. But it also is something that I've been pouring myself into lately. So it's also very timely for me. I am excited for us to chat a little bit about some of the things that I've been learning the last few years while I've been waiting for God's timing on some things and, um, and how I've been able to really process that and move Mm -hmm. forward with that and walk in that. So, amen. And honestly, Virginia, two of the stories that have been helping me process Mm -hmm. over these last couple Mm -hmm. of years, as I have been letting my insecurity, my anxiety, my stress mm-hmm. kind of take over what I was expecting to be mm-hmm. doing in my life right now. And then where mm-hmm. God placed us right mm-hmm. now has been first um, the story in the book of Genesis about Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I love that story so much in that Joseph had this blind faith in what he knew God had for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when he was young, the bravery right. that he had to tell his brothers about his <laughs> dreams. That they were going to bow down to him. Yeah, wow. those, I mean, that takes some courage <laughs> yeah. to be able to say, and, and to be able to say it in a way where I really do think from the way you read it, that Joseph is thinking, oh, they're going to be happy for me because, you know, this is what <laughs> God has for me. And, you know, and it so didn't turn out that way for a myriad of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you've not really studied or read the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis, I think um, that it's one of those that has really helped me like walk through what happens when God has a plan for your life that you mm-hmm. can't see. Mm, because God had a plan for Joseph's life. 
mm-hmm. but there was, it was not even on the vague radar at the time when his brother mm-hmm. sold him into slavery. And, right. you know, then he becomes like a leader as a slave. And then Potiphar's wife accuses him of doing something he didn't do. And he's put in prison. And so mm-hmm. then he's in prison for a while, but then he's made a leader in prison. And, you know, again, you know, the baker and the cupbearer, you know, he helps mm-hmm. them. He interprets dreams for them. They promise they're going to be there for him. And then it's, it's like three they years about before him. they remember, like he totally forgets. So you have to think, here's Joseph, you know, okay, I'm a leader. You know, I've been put in slavery, but now I'm a leader. All right. I've been put in prison, but now I'm a leader. And now God is going to pull me out of here by helping me you know, with these people that I've helped. And then three years later, he's still in prison, you know, and then Mm -hmm. he's brought out because he was brought out for a very specific time to be a leader Mm -hmm. during the famine and to do the things. And even when Joseph sees his brothers again, after all of those years, Joseph is the one to say, you know what, don't feel bad for what you did. Mm -hmm. God had a plan and he wanted me to be here so that I could save you and save our people. And, and so, but can you imagine in the pit and in slavery mm-hmm. and in prison, mm-hmm. all of those years of Joseph not seeing mm-hmm. the plan, but just having to trust the plan? You know, and with Joseph too, because he he waited in the pit, he, you know, waited in Potiphar's house, he waited in prison. And so even in the midst of all those waiting periods, maybe not so much the pit, but in slavery and in <laughs> prison, you see him at work and yeah. you see him working. And so even in the midst of waiting periods, waiting periods aren't idle periods. Right. They are still seasons where, you know, God has put before us a work to do right. and we are to continue in it and to walk in it. Um, even when we really don't get what's going on or why we're still here or why something hasn't happened. Um, I read it again recently in the experiencing God study um, where, you know, it talks about whenever you're in a waiting season, continue doing the last thing that God told you to do. Right. And so continue that, that work and that service that he has called you and that he put on your heart. So Because he's using that season to prepare you for something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We may not know what that is, but if we can still do those things that we know he's called us to do, Mm -hmm. if we pray, if we read and study his word, if we love others, you know, if Mm -hmm. we go back to the word of God and we see what he's told us that we know that we are to do, what is Mm -hmm. the truth? Amen. Because I don't know, I, I don't know about other, other people or, or maybe what even, I don't know how you may think about it, but so many times when I get discouraged, if I think mm-hmm. that when I have those moments of discouragement where I'm not sure what to do, my inclination can kind of be to turtle, mm, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> to curl up in my shell yeah. and, and want to, you know, go to bed and watch mindless TV or, or, you know, play a game or do something like to shut my brain down because we have that tendency to just want to like, okay, I can't, I can't process. Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. And I think that the enemy uses that to keep us from the truth that we know. Mm -hmm. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's during those times yeah. sometimes when it's really hard to pray and it's really hard to mm-hmm. study God's word. And I think that those are the times where we really need to focus in on what we know is true. And yeah. these are the things that we know are true. And it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's, it's praying, it's reading his word. It's doing the work that's in front of you at that moment. And, and that's mm-hmm. what we do. And that's how we move forward. You know, Psalm 130 verse five is I wait for the Lord. I wait and put my hope in his word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, because we don't get, we don't get to see the big picture. You know, God doesn't draw it out for us or write mm-hmm. it on a sign or, or, you know, speak it out loud to us to know this is what you're supposed to do next. You know, what we do is we hold on to what we know is true and mm-hmm. we know his word is true. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, you know, we have these things that we say to our kids in ministry over and over and over and over again, um, because we, we repetition is key yeah. and, you know, and we want our kids to remember things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I used to say to the kids a lot, like one of the little, little things that I would, whenever I was in front of them, whenever I was teaching I, I, every so often, I would say, there are not a lot of things in this world that I can promise you. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't promise you that you're going to grow up and have a ton of money. Hmm. I can't promise you that one day you're going to drive a super fancy car. Um, I can't promise you that your parents might not do something really stupid mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. things happen. And so I can't yeah, promise yeah. you any of those things. But what I can promise you is this. And I always had my Bible in my hand and I would say, this is God's word Mm -hmm. and God's word is true. And everything that he promises you is true Mm -hmm. so that they know that his word is true. And so sometimes that's all we can go back to Mm -hmm. is just pouring ourselves into what we know is true. I don't know where God has for me to serve next, Mm. but I know that he loves me and he has a plan for me and he has a purpose for me and he's never going to leave me or forsake me. I can pull all of those verses up, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I can can count on that. You know, and one thing, so I've listened to a a lot of different podcasts recently and I don't remember which one um, this was on, but you know, they're talking about our emotions and about how whenever we feel certain emotions or just like, you know, subconsciously think certain thoughts, we don't often stop and evaluate that emotion or that thought and think, is this true? Right. We just experience it and then just move on as if it is true. Right. And so you know, the, the power in stopping and being like, okay, I have this feeling, I have this thought, but is this true? Is this real? Right. Let me go back to God's word because God's word is the authority on what is true and what is real, because we can think and feel a lot of anxieties and a lot of fears and a lot of worries that are not rooted in truth. They're not even rooted in reality necessarily. They're just right. hypotheticals or things that we're worried about that haven't even happened and may not ever even happen. Right. And so, and so rooting ourselves in that truth of God's word mm-hmm. is what can make all the difference in our hearts and our minds. And so 
the importance of, you know, not relying on our own thoughts and feelings, but relying on God's word for what is truth. I get so excited when I hear you say that because that I'm actually working through Priscilla Schreier's study right now on the armor of God. Mm -hmm. And so we're obviously starting with the belt of truth. Mm -hmm. And so that is actually uh, one of the whole day studies that, that I did last week was on how feelings aren't necessarily mm -hmm. true. Thoughts yeah. are not necessarily true. What people say is not necessarily mm -hmm. true. Those mm -hmm. emotions, those feelings, those things are not things that we can count on. We think that we can in the moments, mm -hmm. but they are not always real. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's, it's firming your core, your strength, the center mm -hmm. of your body with mm -hmm. knowing what mm -hmm. God's word is so that when these storms and these winds and these people and these words and these feelings all start to just come over you like waves mm -hmm. in the ocean, you have that foundation that is holding you strong so that you don't waver to the left or to the right so that Amen. you can stay firm in what God has said, because that's really all that we can count on. It's all that we can know is God's mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. And that's what we put our hope and our trust and Amen. our faith in is his sovereignty and his Amen. word. And that goes back to Psalm 33, 20 through 22. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield for mm -hmm. our hearts rejoice in him because we trust his holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. Amen. And, um, and so I think that it's incredibly important to, to, to take that breath when mm -hmm. you're in the middle of that storm, when you have parents saying things about the ministry, when you have other ministers that are trying, you know, to kind of, you know, maybe push their agenda or to get something through mm -hmm. and you just have these overwhelming emotions and feelings and words that you're hearing to be able to just take that moment, to take that breath, to remember God's word and, and to really focus on what, what does he have for you? What, what is he speaking to you today? Well, and I, I think mentioning the book of Psalms leads really well into the other story that I've been sort of holding on to for the last couple of years and really kind of letting myself like spend time in and pray through and think through. And that is David. Mm -hmm. um, here is another young man who was given a very specific calling. Mm -hmm. You know, he defeats Goliath. He's, you know, told he's going to be the king. He's given a very specific path yeah. that he is on for God. And he's after God's own heart. So he is truly trying to do what God has called him to do. And, you know, he is, he is living with Saul's family. He is serving the king. Mm -hmm. He is killing his thousands. He's doing everything right. He's doing yeah. everything that he's supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden now this man who has championed him and brought him into his family and loves him supposedly and all of these things is now out to kill him. Mm -hmm. And so David is truly running for his life. He is hiding mm -hmm. in caves and living out in the wild and just yeah. constantly in fear that he might be murdered at any moment. Mm. 
And so it's really easy to look at David's life and think, but God said he was going to be king. God had this path for him. God, he did everything God told him Mm -hmm. to do. And, you know, in Psalm 27, 14, it says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. And so David was having to wait for the Lord in a very intense way for a very long period of time. And he is writing these Psalms of praise, but also when you read them, you can read the fear and the worry and the stress, Mm -hmm. but the trust and, and, and you see his emotions and how some days he feels certain ways and how it's just the struggle, but knowing that God is in control Mm -hmm. and that God has a reason and a purpose for all of the things that are happening. it, It can be overwhelming, you know, and, and, and I, this kind of maybe goes back to the point with Joseph too, but in that intense season of waiting, David wrote so many, I don't know how many, so many of these Psalms that we still read and we still are encouraged by today. Yes. And so even in his incredibly difficult season of waiting, like so much fruit came out of that. And so even though he wasn't yet doing the thing that God had called him to do, like he, you know, he hadn't like reached that, that goal yet, God was still bringing about so much fruit through that season that still lasts to this day. And I mean, and it's in scripture. I mean, this is, it's in God's word. It's going to last for eternity. Right. And so even in these seasons of waiting, God is still working through us to produce mm-hmm. fruit. And so he is still doing that through these seasons. Yeah. We're actually, our pastor right now is teaching through first Samuel. And so mm-hmm. looking at Saul and how Saul became King and then all that happened with David and, and moving into all of that. And, and so I think, I think first Samuel is such a great lesson for us mm-hmm. in how God has a plan and in, in what God wants for us, but how we just have to take each step each day and, and look at what we can do for that particular day and what we Amen. can accomplish in that particular day. Because if you're constantly looking and that's what I'm really trying to process and really trying to learn during my season right now of this waiting is that I, I have this tendency to want to just still look at the end game of what I want mm-hmm. and say, you know, okay, I, I would like to see this happen. I want to see this happen. I need this to happen in my life, I think. And so focus on the end mm-hmm. that I'm not doing what you were saying all the time where I am using this time in the waiting, mm-hmm. you know, to learn what God has for me now, but also to prepare for what he has for me coming mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times that's what that season is for. It's for mm-hmm. preparation for what is coming right. next right? to make sure that you are ready. And so it's really easy though, to get caught up in these feelings and these, you know, all of the things that the enemy puts mm-hmm. in front of us that makes us want to be distracted from what God has for us, which, which kind of leads me into the next Um, example from the Bible that I have been fascinated with over the last couple of weeks. You know, I've said before, the Bible is so rich and so full Mm -hmm. of so much. You can study it for your whole entire life. And then some days you can open up a passage and something click with you that you've really never 
noticed before. I think that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's the living, breathing word of God that, that changes us. And so I think we notice things. And I was listening, I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago. Um, Annie Downs was interviewing someone and they were talking about a story in Acts 27 and 28 that for some reason, I don't think my brain had ever, I mean, I'm sure I'd read it. I'm sure I've studied it, <laughs> but I, I don't um, know. My brain had just never really processed the enormity of it before. Mm -hmm. But it's when Paul is, is being held prisoner and he knows that he is supposed to be going to Rome to speak to leaders there. He is sure that that is what God has called him to do. He knows that that's what he's going to do. He mm -hmm. fights to be able to do that. That's what he mm -hmm. feels called for. And so in my mind, I don't know, I guess I just thought, okay, Paul just went to Rome. Like you I just go to Rome. Like That's the next thing. <laughs> and I think it's, and too, you know, when we study the Bible, sometimes we study it in chunks, like mm. little pieces. And so maybe yeah. I just like had just, but I don't think I had ever put together that the fact that Paul is put on a ship with other prisoners being guarded and he warns the people that there's going to be a storm and they ignore him. And there's a huge <laughs> storm. I, I won't go into all the detail because you really just, you need to read Acts 27, 28. It's fascinating um, what happens to him and how he gets through the storm. But then he warns people there's going to be a shipwreck and <laughs> they still don't listen to him. But, but so here Paul is, is going where God has called him to go. He knows mm -hmm. he's going to Rome. Mm -hmm. And first there's a storm. And then there's a shipwreck. And so now he's stranded on Malta. And while he's gathering wood, I think, and on the mm -hmm. beach, he's doing something on the beach. He reaches and he gets bitten by a viper. He gets a snake bite <laughs> that should kill him. Yeah. Oh. I mean, even so much so that the people around him are like, oh, this guy's going to die. Like he's done something horrible. God saved oh. him from a shipwreck. And now he's going to die from a snake bite. Oh, and he doesn't die. Yeah. And people are amazed by that. But not only while they are there, does he get to show God's power in the mm -hmm. fact that he lived, even though he was bitten by a snake. But he also has the opportunity to heal somebody from a sickness while he's there. So he gets to show God's power while he is on Malta. But if you mm -hmm. think about it logically, you know, think about, okay, I'm going where God wants me to go. Now I hit a storm. I'm shipwrecked. I'm bitten by a snake. Yeah, poor Paul. <laughs> I know, it's not a great day. Uh, no. It's not a great, obviously it happens a little uh, longer than just a day, but yeah. it's, he's not having an easy time of it. Mm -hmm. And so there was just something in that story that made it so clear to me that God can have you on a path mm. and you can know where he has for you and where you are supposed to go but sometimes there are going to be storms and shipwrecks mm -hmm. and snakes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his goal, though, is for you to be in Rome. Like, uh, you mm -hmm. know, Paul gets to go to Rome. He gets to speak. He gets to do all the things that he knew that God was calling him to do. But he still had these steps that he had to get to mm -hmm. before that. Well, and, you know, that makes me think going back to, you know, doing experiencing God, that study right now for me, you know, one of the big principles in experiencing God is to be um, aware, looking out for how God is already at work around you and join him there. Right. And so Paul has this crazy detour through a storm, yes. through a snake bite on Malta. 
but then he is a part of, of healing a person. Right. And so God gives him this opportunity to, to where he is right there, right then be a part of the work that God was doing in that person's life. Cause God was already at work in that. And so Paul has this opportunity that he could have never predicted (laughs) to be a part of that work that God was doing. And so, you know, praying for God to give us the eyes to see and a heart to recognize where he's at work around us and to give us discernment about how we join him in the work that he is already doing in the world around us. Yeah, I think that that's the hardest thing to figure out sometimes because we want to see the big picture and we want to know Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But it's literally just taking one step at a time with what Mm -hmm. God has given you with where he has placed you Mm -hmm. and really just figuring that out. Um, I know this seems like a ridiculous example when we're talking about all these powerful biblical passages, but as we were talking, I, I just kept going back to the to to Frozen too, um, the the Disney movie. For those of you who may not have seen it, um, there's this part in the movie where Anna has literally she's in a cave, she's trapped. You know, Olaf is gone. You know, Elsa is dead. Everything seems lost, and she sings this song about just doing the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And she finds a way out of the cave as she's singing this powerful, you know, ballad yeah. about how you just have to continue to take mm-hmm. the next step and you have mm-hmm. to continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason why I think about that when I, when we're talking about this particular subject is because sometimes that's all we can do Amen. is to do the next thing that we know to do. Amen. To take that next step. And I think that's what Paul was doing. You know, he got on the boat. He was headed to Rome. He Mm -hmm. tried to help with the shipwreck. He tried to help, you know, with what he could do. And he did what he could do as, you know, he was waiting for the rescue, as he was waiting to be able to be in Rome, doing what he knew he was supposed to do. And I think for Mm -hmm. us, sometimes that's the thing. It's the, you know, getting up on Sunday morning and, and getting to your hallway and greeting people and loving people and, Mm -hmm. you know, finding ways to be able to teach God's word to children is just that next step. We just do Mm -hmm. the next right thing. We just Mm -hmm. take that next step and we just do what God has placed in front of us and minister to the people that we have and, and do like Joseph did. You know, one of the things that you said earlier is how during that waiting period, Joseph did the work Mm-hmm. And he did it so well, he kept getting promoted. <laughs> yes. You know, he, he was doing the work well. Mm-hmm. And so it's in that waiting, us finding those those small things that God has given us yeah. in our ministries to do each day, you know, mm-hmm. loving on families, showing God's mm-hmm. love to kids, you know, teaching them through a game, you know, all of these little steps that we can do each day leading towards what he has called for our lives to do. And that's how we accomplish his work is by seeing what's going on around us and doing the next thing that he has for us. And that's why I said that for me right now, a big part of it is for me to go back to his word and just remind Mm -hmm. myself of what's true. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't get to go to kids matter, but God is faithful 
and he is sovereign and he loves me and he has a plan for me and he will never leave me or forsake me. He, you know, I can, I can go back to all of these verses that I've learned over the years and pull out what I know is true. You know, I don't understand why I didn't get to go and teach with you when we were so excited about it, but Mm -hmm. I do know that God is faithful. Amen. And so it's hanging on to that. And one of the verses that keeps coming to my mind too is Isaiah 30, 21. And this was actually one of the key verses in uh, our church's VBS a few years ago. And it was, and whenever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear this command behind you. This is the way walk in it. And um, I know we hear that phrase a lot now because in Star Wars and the Mandalorian, we hear people make jokes about this is the way all the time. But actually, the first person to say this is the way is God in the book of Isaiah. And what he was doing was he was reminding us that all we can do is just take Mm -hmm. one step and then we Mm -hmm. listen for his command and that he promises us that he is going to tell us which way to go. To the right, to the left, if we go forward, those steps, each step that he gives us, he is going to give us the command of what to do next. We just have to wait for it and just hold on to what we know he's already told us. Like you said, the last thing God said, you know, and, and so we go back to his word and we pull that and that's all that we can do sometimes. Amen. So we are, are hopeful today that this word has spoken to you, that God's word has spoken to you through um, us discussing these waiting periods that, that we all face in our Amen. lives. And, and so we know that we are praying for you as you serve your families, as you serve in ministry, as you wait for the word from God, for what to do next, for what, as you wait for what he has for you. And so know that um, you are not alone, that God has given you his word, that he has given you his promises and that that's the truth that you can gird your foundation with. And so we hope that, that that's where you find yourself today in trusting him. We just appreciate that you spent some time with us today. We are so thankful for each and every one of you. We hope that you will like and subscribe and do all the things (laughs) on the social media outlets that you are to do. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, um, on Instagram and Pinterest and all of just pretty much everywhere. You can find us pretty much anywhere you want to look for us. And so we would love to hear from you seriously. I know we say this a lot, but we really mean it. We would love Mm -hmm. to hear what topics would interest you if you could just drop us a quick note um, and just say, Hey, I'm really, you know, struggling with, you know, activities or I'm struggling with security or I'm whatever it might be that you have a question about. We would love to be able to help. Mm -hmm. And so please drop those questions in and let us know. Um, We are just constantly working on content for you and trying to find things that we think are going to be the most helpful because we just want to serve you Mm -hmm. as you serve your families. And that's our heart and our intent. So thank you for all the encouragement and for the support. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.